Hey, hey, thanks once again for pressing play and watching or listening to another edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. This is it, the big one, the preseason jammies. And while we were going to do this on Friday and then spend an entire podcast today talking about all the rookie contract extensions that occurred or did not occur, uh, we're going to jammy, we're going to jam it all into one podcast for you. So, I'll welcome Matthew Lissy to the podcast. Matthew, how you doing? Hey, what's up? Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm sick of the talk today. Let's have some fun, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> a little we're, bit we're, of fun. We're we're gonna do a little bit of both. All right. Uh, you know, for sure. There we go. There's the right background on there. You know, we'll we'll talk about these rookie contract extensions or lack thereof because I mean that's the hot topic right now, and I know that yeah, all of yep. the jamsters want to hear our point of view on what occurred relative to DeAndre and Mikael Bridges, Landry Shamit. Uh, and then, of course, we're going to have the fun stuff. We're going to, you know, it's the preseason jammies. It's our last chance to kind of make our predictions, to stake our names in the ground, to put it on record what our thoughts are entering this season. And then at the end of the season, we can kind of come back, take a look at it and go, oh, hey, who was I on October 18th? And what were my thoughts? How right was I or how wrong was I? Yeah. That's what's fun about the jammies. Yeah, let's do it. I think I got, what? what is there, six or seven awards? There's quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I pretty much, I think I got them all right, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, like, I, all I know is I got like, like some of them are subjective. Go Bear, Go Bear is the one that always. No, I didn't wins, say no. It, no, I got Jordan Clarkson right for Sixth Man of the Year. <laughs> I got right. that one right last year, but the other ones, you know, it's like Team MVP. You know, that's subjective. Yeah. Uh, obviously, League MVP. I don't think. Well, you got that right. You got Nikolai Jokic right last year. So there you go. I did. Yeah, that was actually pretty impressive, right? That was yes. Cool. Yeah, I mean, just it, it, it proves that you guess. know you, you you know your shit. I know a little bit. Yes. You know a little. You know a little bit about mm-hmm. a lot of things. So, uh, welcome to everybody who is watching along live on YouTube. Make sure you smash that thumbs up button while you're here. It helps with the algorithms and lets everybody know to watch the the Phoenix Suns podcast, Suns Jam Session. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening, go ahead, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you are consuming this content. We truly appreciate that. A lot of things to get into. So without further ado, Matthew, I, I know you're cracking a beer because that's just oh, what you yeah. do now. What, what, what are you cracking? Six in a row, baby. I got nice. a Coors Light. I got a, okay. I'm good for 10 more games after this. So <laughs> in my fridge. Don't drink unless I'm on the pod. <laughs> well, Coors I'm, I'm Cowboys. sitting at home uh, right now. I'll be back on the road tomorrow. So I have a Hus Brewing Scottsdale Blonde drinking the local as mm. per usual. So let's go ahead and crack them if you got them. All right, and let's talk about these rookie extensions, and let's dish out some jammies. Cheers. So before we get into all of the jammy talk, as we dish out the hardware that we know the players have tuned in and they want to see if they earned the right to take home a preseason jammy, I guess it doesn't even count. Like We're, we're essentially going to be predicting what we think is going to happen this year. So you actually don't take home the hardware till the end of season. But, you know, it's it's like the preseason polls in college football. You know, they, they don't mean shit until about week eight. But you still like if you're a Notre Dame fan, you want to be ranked in the top 25, right? 
Yeah, you do. And that's usually what happens. What happens to ASU is they usually go top 25 and then they fall right out after losing a terrible game. <laughs> yeah, like they did <laughs> usually, to Utah. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. They underestimate the opponent or something and they always just crap out and it sucks. Because <sighs> Good team there. Yes, yes. Well, we'll, we'll start with... Matthew, I got to ask. This is kind of a, a double whammy because, you know, Matthew, yeah. obviously the first thing that I need to ask is breaking news. Watch. Is obviously the news relative to DeAndre Ayton did not get a rookie extension provided to him today from the Phoenix Suns. A lot of people are pointing fingers at Robert Sarver. A lot of people are frustrated with the fact that the Suns didn't get this done. So, Matthew, I got to ask, what are your thoughts and feelings on this not occurring? Well, Daniel Thompson asks, are you guys worried? And I'm assuming that's just going into the season. What are we going to expect? Who knows? This is the one thing that we did not want to happen with the Suns. And it happened. I mean, whether or not you think DeAndre Ayton's worth the money, you want that to happen to keep the chemistry together. And what was nice, maybe the best thing about today, is Devin Booker did send out a couple tweets about like carving a pumpkin or something. So he, I think he got the mood right back in Phoenix by doing that. Other than that, I mean, you know that DA is a big part of this team, right? You want him here. You want everyone back. You want everybody happy. And then with DA missing today's media shindig before practice – it sucks because he couldn't handle it, right? I mean, obviously he couldn't like not just it's not a him thing. It's just because it's so much pressure after Mikhail Bridges, everyone else getting their money in the league that day, and then also Shamit's thing coming out, and then you have to go face the media knowing that you didn't get paid. You're a number one pick. You did prove in the playoffs you were something, and I've heard all day too. You know, during the season he was off and on, and he was, and that's the that's the truth. That's the truth to it. It's like, was he always there? Was he always consistent? No, he was not. Not at all. But he Max. did end up developing. And that's the thing with bigs. Bigs take a long time. Mm-hmm. They take five, four or five years to really get some stuff down. The offense in Mikhail Bridges getting signed, Mikhail Bridges maybe being a third option. That's always been spoke about this offseason. That's huge. I think that's a big thing. And I've heard it a few times today. DeAndre going into this season, he wanted to be a big vocal point. And people say he did sacrifice a lot on offense. That's kind of weird to me because I don't think we would have scored really a lot going through DA. I think he could be a vocal point. We've always said that. He Mm -hmm. could, but it takes time to develop. So I don't think he sacrificed anything yet. I think he still needed time to learn with this team. The whole money situation, though, it's just weird because... You have to feel bad for Aiden because Aiden's going to come back. And it's going to be super awkward. Mikhail got his stuff. He did not. But then where's he going to fit within this offense? Is there going to be trade talk? There's already trade talk today. There's already a lot of stuff surrounding this team that is negative. And, of course, you want Monty. You want this, this group of people, especially Chris Paul and Devin Booker, to surround him and help him through the season because it's going to be a lot to get through this for him mentally. Not getting mm-hmm. the money. If he wanted the max, I don't think he really deserved the max max. But he should have at least got paid because just going in the season, man, I wanted to get over with. And if you're going to trade him, I mean, can't you just sign him and then trade him later on? I'm Because now, like, the trade talk's going to start. And I'm going to be thinking about it a lot. And Carl Anthony Towns, his name's going to come up whether or not you want him on the team. But it's always going to happen. It's nonstop for three years now. This is going to be, like, the third year where Carl Anthony Towns is going to be a name that's going to be out there traded for Aiden. So here we go. Yeah, well, I think that, you know, when you bring up Carl Anthony Towns or any of those big – targets and you know it's 
ultimately it becomes impossible to trade for him with DA as a primary piece because he makes a third of what Carlante Towns does. So, you know, if you want to trade Aiton for a Carl Anthony Towns, you probably should have maxed him or got, you know, essentially what it is is DeAndre Aiton wanted the full max and the Phoenix Suns didn't want to give him the full max. And I can understand, you know, I talked about this a little bit on last pod and I was on with uh, Locked On Suns with Brendan Clean today and the PHNX podcast with Espo and and Saul and, you know, our good buddies over there, Gerald and Lindsay. And I was making kind of the same case. You know, it's like I can see both sides. And I think Brendan says it perfectly on Locked On. He says, you know what, both sides are right in this situation. It's right for DA to want the max because his peers relative to his draft class are getting maxes so therefore he wants a max and it's right for the phoenix suns to not want to give him a max because of deandre Ayton's market value relative to his position and his usage on this team uh you know compared to other centers in the league are is uh you know he you don't build around a center who is not a primary scoring option or defensive option you know nikolai Jokic is a primary scoring option, so you build around him. You look at what the Heat did with Bam Adebayo. They maxed him out, and he didn't have the best year last year. And a lot of Heat fans, as much as they love Bam, were still like, oh, this guy really works work max money. So, you know, both teams are kind of, you know, or both parties in this situation are kind of right. Uh, and, in, you know, I think, you know, Daniel Thompson asks, in your opinion, do you think Aiton is worth the max? I do, but, you know, it's really easy for me to spend Robert Sarver's money to to do that. I think that it makes sense in the long run. I think it makes sense, as you mentioned, Matthew, for continuity on the team, for chemistry on the team, to avoid any awkwardness whatsoever. You know, of course, we want to we want to ensure that he gets his bag and that he's worth that money. Uh, but the the Phoenix Suns, you know, th- that's a business. It's a uh, uh, you take a look at it, and I, I made this comparison earlier in the day, but like if you had, like Matthew, if you had a great year last year, or l- l- let's just go this, you're, you're at your job, and for the first three quarters of the work year, you know, you were okay. You did a good job. You showed up on time. You know, your uniform was pressed. Uh, you had a couple good weeks in there where, uh, you know, people recommended, the oh, you know, I really like Matthew. Uh, but for the most part, you're just kind of like an average dude. You know, some people, times you know you're there, sometimes you don't. Uh, yeah. and then And then in the fourth quarter of that year, you know, you had a seller year, you know, maybe it's sales, it's relative to sales and you're just, you know, you're selling the shit out of whatever you're selling. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow, this guy's really good. You know, I'm not going to pay you the same as I would as a sales associate who was killing it all year long. And mm-hmm. if, especially two of them, if I have like, you know, a Chris Paul or Dev Booker who are just killing it all year long, not just because you had a great fourth quarter doesn't constitute the fact that, you know, you should get all the same money that they should. So again, like, you know, it's not necessarily, uh, our decision. It's not necessarily, we can be frustrated with it. We can be upset with it, but at the same time, like he's still under contract. We're going into next year. Restrict. He'll be a restrictive free agent. So if anybody will really find out what his market value is at that time to see if anybody does make an offer for him. And if they do, it's a max. The Suns can still beat it because they have that fifth year option. So it's like the, the Suns still hold all the leverage. You know, I saw the Woj piece with Brian Windhorst, and I really feel like it was something that came directly from the agent really saying, well, it's like, well, I don't know. This, you know, this, this, this could be bad in the long term for the Suns because, you know, the market's going to dictate what he's worth. It's like, yeah, and the Suns can match it. So at mm-hmm. the end of the day, you know, again, it's great for podcasters like us because it gives us something to talk about all year long. Uh, annoyingly, though, because I just don't want to talk about it. It's the John Collins situation all over again, but it's right here in Phoenix. Yeah, and I love that you brought up the uh, the whole work thing, and that that was so accurate. And I was going to bring that up. It's like this is how it is, all right? All right, Matthew, 
you know, you're, you're writing for Brightside, you're doing the podcast. How much work do you put in the writing, huh? How much, you, how much work are you putting into it during the season? And then you want to be invited on other podcasts? Not going to happen. You know, that's exactly what DA is. DA, it, you know that's the truth, right? DA doesn't put in the work like Mikhail Bridges does. I don't think we need to fact check that. I think that is something that well, is but, really but, but happening even to that point, Even if they both put in the same amount of work, like Mikhail got his bag based on, you know, what he's capable of producing. and, and It's work, you know, though. He's putting exactly. in the work. He's putting in the work his... in, and he got paid for it. Yeah, you know, as his market value should, it probably a little bit better than, or a little bit less than his market value because yes. of the situation. Really good contract he's in. for the Suns, great contract for him and the Suns. It's a win-win, just like the Shamit deal. But with DeAndre, yeah. and he's like because Michael Porter Jr., because you know uh, uh, SGA and Luca and Trey, all these guys are getting maxes. I and he said in the interview, he's like, I want to be respected as my peers have been respected. And it's like, well, hold on, you're talking about two different things here. You know, just because no. like you and I got hired at the same time at Bright Side of the Sun doesn't necessarily mean that we should get paid the same amount going forward. Exactly. Always different yeah. work ethic, different output uh, equals different things, different uses rates. I mean, Trey Young and Luka Doncic are 30 plus percent usage rate kind of guys. DeAndre Ayton's a defensive anchor, but you're not relying on him on offense, nor should the Suns do so in an effort to consistently be successful. They're mm -hmm. a wing based team that's, you know, so. You know, maybe he has sacrificed by not trying to be an offensive stalwart. But at the same point, like that's not what's going to make this team successful. And if we have to go through him consistently for offense, you know, just to prove a point and we're not winning games, then you don't want him anyways. Yeah. And honestly, if you're talking about DA putting the work, I don't know if it's really happened. Who knows? You know, to the full extent. We don't. Who, who knows? Who, who really knows? And I was going to say something, but I kind of forgot. So we can just move on. But honestly, well, that's okay. That's whole, okay. Because, you know, and the whole thing, too, on the court, though, there's another thing just really quick. The whole thing on the court, if you're watching him play, and I, I think a lot of people get crap. And I think when you're playing with Chris Paul, you're going to get crap. You're going to get crap all game from Chris Paul. And you, we can see it. We can see him on the court getting yelled at all the time, right? It was never mm -hmm. ending, even going into the playoffs. It still happened. I've never really seen a player take that much abuse on the court while they're playing right the back and forth without any kind of chemistry getting mixed up it's kind of like he comes in does his job and if he and if he can perform in a way to where chris paul and d book can lay off and that's good but a lot of the times it wasn't a lot of the times things were just not working out on the court and you can see it you can see it just watching the games and that was one thing that you can take into this it's like have you ever seen a player like this a number one pick of course we have the bus but you never have the players that are yelling at him to tell him what to do consistently and he didn't show up in the playoffs but it was all year long you saw that stuff on the court so it's not a shock to where he's saying i want to be respected which is something you should never say i want the respect you don't say you want you, the respect yes you always you just earn go it get, you go get the rest you earn it you keep your head down like a devin booker yes and that's it's a different personality it's a different person i'm not saying da is a bad person Nope. Or he doesn't have the he doesn't have his way of getting his own respect. But to say that that throwing that out there is bad. I hated that. I think that was a bad look for him. I was really mm -hmm. surprised he even said that because I think it was maybe just his lawyer or whatever. Told it's his him agent. To. It's his agent I trying know, to on purpose. <laughs> his agent, his agent. Trying, <laughs> trying to produce leverage. And so I know you hate this game, but I'm going to do it to you anyways. In the I'm last twenty, in, in the last twenty, <laughs> thank you. In the last twenty years. Yeah. Who are the three other number one overall picks who did not receive a rookie extension from their teams? Um, so 
what's the Cleveland Cavaliers guy? Anthony Bennett. Anthony Bennett. That's one. Yeah. Anthony Bennett was one. Um, because yep. I thought about him. Uh, hold on one second. One second. One second. One no, you're second. good. This is this one is fun. Second. I love I I love quiz. I love quizzing each other. I yeah. love. Uh, you know. <clears throat> Dude, I I don't know. Actually, Anthony Bennett's the only one I could think of today. So, so uh, I didn't look it up. Greg Oden. Greg didn't Oden. get a rookie okay. extension, which makes sense. Yeah. A lot of injuries. And Blaze Megatron's got he's got two. He's got to set Anthony Bennett. He yeah. says Greg Oden. Can Blaze get the third one? Five, four, three, two, one. Kwame Brown. Kwame Brown is the Kwame third. Brown. He's the third one. So now yeah. and now DeAndre Ayton's part of that list. And that's why Suns fans are frustrated. Because we really feel like he should have, you know, that money. You know, again, he, you join a list like that. Yeah. And and you're like, what? This guy was two wins away from the NBA finals, you know, winning a championship. Uh, but again, as we've both mentioned, like consistency is everything. And, you know, how can you max out a player who you don't truly know what their potential is? We don't know yet. There's a reason we've done eight and watch on this podcast after every single game is because you don't know what you're going to get. You don't you don't know what you're going to get. So, you know, again, we're, we're dealing with a lot of negative vibes here. So, you know what? Let's get positive, okay? Let's get positive. <laughs> <laughs> if you like, like doing this, when if you guys are watching the playoffs last year, every time we would go on the pod, negative, it was either being negative, and then someone would tell you, "Hey, stop being a negative." And then when you'd be positive, be like, "Why are you thinking that? You should actually be down on this person." So, just a little thing yeah. we should throw well, out there. You know what? We always got to focus on positive. Keep it I organized. Like, I like to think that we're a podcast of positivity. You know, there's realism to what we say. We're obviously fans. But I like to, you know, whenever, whenever shit hits the fan, you always got to look at the positive. And one of the things that really is, has been positive was the contract given to this guy. The warden. You like that? Is that your voice? No, that's Merle Haggard, bro. Oh, it sounded like you, though, man. <laughs> no, that's that's the beginning of oh. uh, Sing Me Back Home by My Merle Haggard. Sing Me to Bed. So. The, the, the warden. Got his bag, if you will, $90 million over four years, which comes out to roughly $22.5 million a year. We know that that'll probably start around 19 and work its way up to probably about 25 by year four. Uh, but that being said, how how great is it that Mikhail Bridges is going to be a member of the Phoenix Suns for the next four years? Like, I mean, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It's very, very overlooked. And the, the one thing that kind of sucks about it is maybe do you think Mikhail feels a little bit bad just because, you know, he's out there with the media today and he's answering questions about DA. And it's, they asked him about, they were they congratulated him on his money, but still, he was way overlooked. He's such a valuable piece of this offense and defense. Mm -hmm. And he he's a guy that he is a fan favorite and we knew it was going to happen. My thoughts were earlier, they already had his stuff worked out. They were waiting for DA to try to release him together, but it didn't happen with DA, so they had to get it done with Mikkel. Yep. And that's basically what happened, I feel like. I feel like they were just waiting to release it and be like, we have Mikkel locked up, but we just got to get DA, but then DA's didn't fall through. So our DA's did fall through, sorry. And mm -hmm. I just think that Mikhail's he's a fan favorite, and he's a guy that everyone think is thinks is worth this money. It's a deal for the Suns. I kind of feel bad because I think he deserved a few more extra bucks because I know he's gonna be a, a great player for the Suns heading to the future. So we got him on a discount, I think, and he's happy to be here. And I hope he's really happy for himself because 
the whole thing with DA is just going to be something where he, I hope when they're together, I'm sure they're good friends or whatever, mm-hmm. but it might be a little awkward, right? It might be like, oh, I have my money. Sorry, dude. No, like, I, I, I don't know I what really, to say. No, I you really feel like, deal? no, I don't. Because I mean, I really feel that one, this is a team in every sense of a word. And two, that's the business side of it. And I think that with such a veteran presence around that team with Chris Paul, with JaVale McGee, who said that at, on media day, he says, you know, one thing that I've, I've tried to teach players along the way is don't let personal business get, interfere with your business business. And, you know, I don't think there was any awkwardness. It's, they probably, it'll be joking more than anything. When you're in a tight group like that, you know, they might razz DA a little bit about not getting his bag as of yet. And you know what? That might actually work out as a motivator. But knowing that Mikhail Bridges is going to be part of this team is, was, you know, this might sound stupid, especially when, you know, when you talk about a number one overall pick, but this was priority number one for me in this, this offseason was locking this guy up. You, you, the, the three and D wings you feel are very common in the NBA, mm-hmm. but there's only a, there's a very select few who are actually consistently quality players. And I asked this question on the PHNX podcast today and, you know, I'll ask you this, Matthew. Do you feel like the skill set that DeAndre Ayton has is more replicable than the skill set that McHale has or not? Oh, man, that is actually tough. Because, you know, their um, answer was like both are not replicable. And I'm the, like, I don't well, think they are. Because... I feel like could be replicable more than a quality three and D wing that has the skill set that yeah. Mikhail has. For the spurt that DA was so great, the spurt that he was really yes. great. I, I no, think that, that you can replicable. get that out of some. You don't think so? Oh, I think there's, no. there's, there's something there that where you can get guys that have spurts, not as good, but something there. I mean, the value mm-hmm. thing, of course, whatever. The defense was fantastic. But there are certain guys, which DA should be an all-around player all the time, every game. But there's guys that are centers that can come in and be the spurt guys, and that's kind of what you think of when you think of DA sometimes, right? It's just yeah. From from a spurt standpoint, you're right. Like there are guys who can come in and get spurts, guys who can consistently give you the productivity that DeAndre Ayton had while that spurt occurred. Like yeah, that that's that's hard to replicate, and DeAndre Ayton hasn't even done that. But I also feel like Mikhail Bridges, what he consistently brings to this team, and the growth that he's he consistently throw here is is displaying. I feel like that's hard to replicate as, as well. And knowing that we got him for only ninety million dollars over four years, twenty two and a half million, as I mentioned on average, is great for the Phoenix Suns. It's great for this young core. So now you have Devin Booker locked up for the next what three years. You have Mikhail for the next four. Uh, Landry Shamit, who we'll we'll talk about here in just a second, is locked up for the next four. Uh, you know, DeAndre Ayton is kind of like that last missing piece, if you will. But they're all, you know they kind of got him on a prove it deal. But you know, I, I, we're done talking about Da Mikhail. I just I love the fact that we get a root for this guy for the next four years, and for the same reason that I'm gonna you know drop a little love uh, to my boy that you know you you, you know I love. I can say is Sham Wow. I mean, Sham Wow as well. You know, both he and yeah. Mikhail Bridges, four years. Uh, Sham Wow got 43 million, so it averages out to about 10.8 million a year. Both of these contracts are great for two separate reasons. One, well, like three reasons. One, they all got paid. So those guys are all happy. So you have happy Mikhail and happy Sham Sham Wow playing for the team. Uh, two, they're good contracts for the Phoenix Suns because it's nothing crazy. It's not like they paid. Michaela Max, which becomes hard to trade. They're both very tradable contact contracts if and when the Suns have to exercise mm-hmm. that option. Because you think you're like, wow, four years, you know, like 
that, that that's a long time. It's like, man, four years goes by quick. And in two and a half years, we don't know what this team's going to look like. And if there's some semblance or some opportunity or some uh, you know, something that's going wrong with this team, and you have those contracts in your back pocket, they're both very tradable contracts if you need to exercise that option. And that's what you want from a team is you want flexibility from your contracts. We saw that kind of issue when it came to like Kelly Oubre, for example. Kelly was a hard contract to trade because it was like $17 million. You know, it's just a little yeah, too much yep, and, and not enough yep. return on that asset. So it had to be paired with the Rubio contract to get Chris Paul. But both of these contracts, I feel relative to the player skill set that's behind them are going to be very tradable if that even needs to be exercised. But that's what you want in all facets of your life. You want options. And I feel like the Suns gave themselves options by go ahead and doing this. And he's a James Jones guy, right? How long did he want him for? He wanted him for like four years or something, something crazy. I mean, he wasn't even the Suns GM probably then, but he wanted, he wanted the guy. I mean, this is a guy that I think maybe Monty or James Jones. Someone let me know in the, in the chat. It was one of those two that wanted him on their team. Finally got him, wrapped him up. And when you say the 40 million for four years, it seems like a lot at first, but when we watch him, I know preseason is preseason, but they just know what he's going to bring to this team. And it makes sense to, to lock him up, to have that guy behind Booker. And it's just crazy. Cause you got these backup point guards and these guards right now that the Suns just, they have, they, they just, they have them. They have them locked down and good deals. Um, the thing is with Shamit though, if you're going to talk about his contract and it seemed like a kind of a lot to look at after the DA thing dropped, mm-hmm. then you see the Shamit money. You're like, Whoa, like, wait, what? So I just, if Sarver is cheap and it's Sarver's fault, none of this worked, which it probably is. I'm not defending him. It's just like, why would you sign a Shamit guy? I'm just, you know what I mean? Like a guy well, that's Landry Shamit for four years. I know it's a decent deal, but I just, I still think James Jones has a hold on this. I know it's Sarver's money, but I think they work together on this. And I think well, James Jones will do. give the money to the guys that he believes will earn it. And Shamit already looks like that guy who's going to give you everything he has on the floor. That's all well, he has. Well, and again, another frustrating part for, for, for Phoenix Suns fans is the fact that this happened. <laughs> you know, this news was really released right after, you know, DeAndre Ayton didn't get his money. But, you know, mm-hmm. all insider information says that this deal was done a couple weeks ago. They kind of wanted to go boom, boom, boom. Here's all of our guys' contracts. Uh, we're, we're good to go. Let's roll with the season. It didn't work out that way, obviously, because DeAndre. But I also think that James Jones and Robert Sarver gave this money to Landry Shamit because the reasons I just said. You know, he's one. He, you know, as you mentioned, he's going to be a great asset for this team. He's one of the guys who I'll tell you this. He he gets a couple of my Jammy awards tonight. Uh, but he's also mm-hmm. somebody who, as I mentioned, has. Uh, if it's not working out, that's a very tradable contract. You want, you'd rather have a contract like that than a Javon, Javon Carter contract. Uh, if you can make it work within the confines of your salary cap, because when it came, it comes time to trade like Javon Carter, he's worth $3 million. Like you can't trade. All you're going to get back is a $3 million asset. But if the yeah. sun's, if it's not working with Shamit, if he's not playing well, or if you know, somebody else, comes up and, and you know fills that role you know who say, who knows maybe Alfred Payton uh, does pick up the backup point guard minutes and campaign moves to the two and he excels in that position all of a sudden it's like okay well we can trade Landry Shamit for 10 mil and maybe we can get for 10 mil a power forward that we need or something so again that's why you you give this guy that money he's happy the organization's happy I'm happy I mean this is one of those let's get positive moments so very very happy it is. with this yeah, yeah those two guys yes anybody on the team lock them up 
We yeah, want absolutely. All right. Well, we're done talking about the rookie contract extensions. I think it's time to get into the Jammy Awards. Don't you think so, Matthew? Let's do it. Oh, gives right. me chills every time I hear that song, dude. I love it. Yeah, it reminds me of my childhood. Twice a year. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the third annual Jammy Awards. So let's start off with our first award. The Acid Jeans Award for the most washed player, a.k.a. how is this guy getting minutes? All right. So, again, this is preseason, so this isn't necessarily – you could look at this a couple ways. You're like, you're given to – uh, uh, you're giving out this award based on what you think right now, the team, or you're giving out this award based on what you think you're going to predict at the end of the year. And that's how I'm kind of approaching this. Uh, and we're doing this like we always do for the Phoenix suns and for the NBA. So uh, I'm going to, I'll start with the first one here. You know, the acid jeans award winner for me for the Phoenix suns is Alfred Payton. And the way I look at it is at the end of the year, if, Alfred Payton's getting a lot of minutes. I'm going to be frustrated. You know, he is kind of one of the older guys on the team. He's somebody who's been around a little bit. Uh, I know you're very high on him, and, and don't get me wrong. Like, I'm definitely a fan of Alfred Payton in the role that he's designed. But mm-hmm. if he's getting a lot of minutes at the end of the year, like, something didn't go right for the Suns. No, and, I totally agree. And for that. and for the actual uh, – <laughs> what's that? I already screwed up the awards show. Sorry. Came no, in too what, early. Oh, Go no, ahead. no, 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 no. It's yeah, my yeah. bad. I, I left it hanging there, and I forgot that I have to say the NBA. That's my bad. Uh, the Lakers. The Lakers get the Acid Jeans Award because they're all washed. There you go. Okay. The whole, the whole team. The whole okay. goddamn team. <laughs> whole goddamn team. <laughs> well, I will, I will zero down to one player, and that's Trevor Ariza. <laughs> He's already hurt. So as long as we're doing this award, I mention it every time. It's Trevor Ariza. There you go. Blaze Megatron in and, the chat. Ah, the Trevor yes. Ariza Memorial Award. <laughs> yeah. Pretty soon this award will be dedicated to him. Yes. Yeah. So. What about for the Phoenix Suns? Uh, for, it's so tough, man. It really is. It um, is at the beginning of the season. It's a tough one. It to is because he gets so excited. Um, I I think Peyton's the one guy. I know I'm very high him. I really I really am. But if it comes down to where he is getting more minutes than um a campaign or just being the backup guy, if there's an injury, yes, that's good to have him in there. I think. But if he is getting too much minutes and the you can throw in a Nader there, maybe too. But I'll Nader's a good call. Nader's Nader, a good Nader call. might be a good call, but maybe he does work out this year. So I have more hope for him. Alfred Payton, though, if he is a repeat offender, just coming in every game and it's just like a Nader thing situation like last year, then I'm going to kind of be like, all right, get this guy out of here. Like, I'm not too excited about it. Kind of like Javon Carter kind of worked his way into that too last year a little bit. So I think we can see the same thing with Alfred Payton. And Blaze is right in the chat. He says, we really don't have one. Hopefully not CP3. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, that, that that's not. kind of a, I really hope that's not the case with CP3. All right, <laughs> let, let, let's yeah. get on to the next one. The Skeleton Key Award for the player who unlocks everything for his team. Yo, boob. <laughs> was, that, was that an accident? No, that's, that's the end like of the that. clip. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, so you go first on this one. Skeleton... <laughs> The Skeleton Key Award, Matthew. Yeah, the Skeleton Key in the Closet Key Award. Uh, so 
for the I'll start with the NBA. All right. So I okay. know this guy's hurt in the beginning of the year, but I feel like when he comes back, he's going to help his team to be a real threat in the playoffs. And that's going to be Clay Thompson. I think he's going to unlock a lot for that offensive okay. force and defensively. They're going to be he's going to be hurt. Or he's not going to be hurt, but he was hurt or whatever. And when he comes back, it'll take him a little while to get into it. But I think once he gets his rhythm back with Steph, they go like on a 10-12 game win streak. They're going to go into the playoffs hot. And I know a lot of people are probably predicting that. You know, That's a team that everyone loves to watch as the Warriors, but it's going to be something that's probably going to happen. So I'm just going to speak into existence, and I don't want to play them in the playoffs. And I'm really a big Klay Thompson fan, so I would like him to come back. It's not going to be a yes. full-year award. But it's enough to where it might win him this award just because of how much he's going to help that team get over the hump. Because Steph can only do so much. Draymond, who knows what he's going to do. So I'm excited for Clay to come back and be that guy. Uh, for the Suns, you would say Chris Paul, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but I think this year it's going to be a lot of Cameron Payne off the bench. But I'm going to get to Devin Booker. Devin Booker, I think, is okay. going to be the guy that really – last year I kind of predicted that he would lead the team in assists. All right, he took a step back last year. But a lot of that I really think had to do just getting acclimated to Chris Paul, that offense. You know, it took DA almost forever to get until the end of the season to get kind of in a groove. So I think Booker will take more of that role. I don't know. I know you don't want point book, but I think he's going to do a lot more in offense to facilitate and just be a better team player than he was last year. Even though he was extraordinary last year, I think he's going to be that guy this year, though, even better. I think the Clay Thompson piece is a really good one. And I'm, kind of mad at you because I didn't come up with that one myself. Uh, you're right. I mean, that team, uh, you know, we saw what they were capable of last year without Clay Thompson. And it was frustrating probably for Warriors fans and for Steph Curry, especially because like, he just didn't have that second guy. You can consistently rely on like Andrew Wiggins yeah. got better and you had a bunch of young guys around him who, you know, they played well, but Clay Thompson could truly unlock that team. And which is always scary. I mean, the Warriors are always just scary. Yeah. Uh, yes. CP three is the easy one. And that's why you didn't take him. And I'd like your take on Devin Booker as well. I'm actually going to give it to JaVale McGee because I think that JaVale okay. McGee is really going to help unlock that second unit in ways that we haven't seen the Suns unlock a second unit. Uh, God, probably going all the way back to the Barkley era, you know, where we had quality bench yeah. players and we were super deep. You know, the seven seconds or less era team is as much as we love them. They weren't deep, nor did Mike D'Antoni allow them an opportunity to be deep. Uh, Monty Williams and James Jones have, have developed this team to be deep. And I think that bringing in veteran presence like JaVale McGee, we've already seen in the preseason, his passing out of uh, the paint, his uh, just the, the, the way that he has fun on the court, I really think is translatable and it's going to unlock a lot more for the, that second team. Uh, and, you know, when you talk about campaign and you talk about Landry Shamit, they're going to have more confidence in themselves and, and Cam Johnson as well they're going to have a lot more confidence in themselves because they know that there's somebody down there who, if you know, if you fuck up and you make a bad shot, you got JaVale McGee down there to help you mm -hmm. out and he might put it back up or he might just throw it right back to you. You don't know. So I really think that JaVale is going to be the skeleton key for that team. Uh, uh, who do you expect in the YouTube chat? 2010 bench mob was great. That's absolutely right. That was a team that was built on the bench as well. Yeah. So, all right, we ready for the next one, Matthew? Any any thoughts on JaVale? No, I think that's good, man. And it's so crazy how you can really pick any of these guys for a lot of these awards. But I love the JaVale piece, man. And I'm, if that happens, it's going to be a good season. Oh, big time, big time. The Mad Max Most Improved Player Award. I 
I always love this. I love uh, that. Yeah, it just it goes to show kids. you how shitty. <laughs> yeah. It just goes to show you how shitty the first Mad Max was. Like the first Mad yeah. Max was bad. <laughs> and by the time they made Thunderdome, you're like, this is the most improved franchise ever. And by the time Fury Road hit, you're like, holy crap. And I eventually I will watch these movies before we do this They're, again. Just so. Mad Max the first one is just not okay. good, as I just showed you one clip <laughs> from it. So oh I real quick, I didn't mention who my skeleton key was for the NBA. Oh, you didn't? My bad. Yeah. Uh, my fault. I take the blame. No, no. Lonzo Ball. That was my skeleton key. For oh, the there you go. I really there think that that Chicago team is going to be intriguing. I don't think they'll play defense very well. I don't think that they're going to be a team that is going to. Uh, they're they're a good league pass team. They're a team that I will definitely yeah. be keeping an eye on, and I, I like Lonzo Ball, and I think in that offense he's going to unlock a lot for them. So, my apologies, folks. My apologies. All right, here we go. The Mad Max Award, the Most Improved Player Award. Okay, and I'm already looking in the chat. Yeah. We got we got sticks, baby. We got DeAndre. We got Cam Johnson, uh, Bailey Lyons, sticks, or I riot. Uh, Cam Johnson and MPJ from Iverson Vlogs. Uh, let's see here, MPGA for the whole league. Let's see, Jalen. You know, sticks. It's just d- d- down the line. Uh, mine's Landry Shamit. I think that Landry Shamit is going to be vastly improved. And the whole league is going to be surprised because, again, I've mentioned this before. He wasn't properly utilized in in Brooklyn or Los Angeles. He was playing a lot of small ball three, mm-hmm. and that's you know I, he's six foot four. And so what you're trying to do is you're trying to spread out the opposing second team and hit him with threes. But that's not where he's good at. He, he's your JJ Redick. He's your guy who's coming off screens and hitting big shots. And you know he in this role that the Suns have for him, he is going to excel and. He is going to be a most improved player. Now, obviously, you know, he didn't play with the Suns last year, so we don't have a lot to really go against. That's why, you know, Cam Johnson makes a lot of sense. Uh, but I really think that Landry Sham is going to have that most improved moniker for the Suns relative to how he played last year. Uh, for the NBA, I'm going to go ahead and give it to Triple J. Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, he's currently nice. plus. I like that. Currently Sorry. plus 1,600 odds on DraftKings. Uh, he is the highest odds or the highest odds are Kevin Porter Jr. And Michael Porter Jr. They both have, have plus 1000, but I think triple J, you know, one, he got, he got his contract is four years, 104 million, which is a good contract. It's nothing crazy. I feel, you know, it's 25 million a year for a guy who really hasn't done much. Uh, but I think if he's healthy, he will, he, he can win the most improved player award yeah. for the entire league. Yeah, a lot of potential in that guy. I love that pick, man. Um, I almost did go with him, honestly. Uh, for the NBA, I'll go there first. I just honorable mention. So, just really quick, Trey Young, I think, will be improved because he has to overcome that call that's not going to be called this year. <laughs> yeah, so if, he we'll can, see. if he can stay within the same range of points, assists, getting his team's wins, and not living without that call, then he is improved. I think that if he can do that, I would love to see. I, I'm really excited for that. Porzingis is another guy. I know averages is always there, but I think improvement with him and I don't want to see it. I want him and Doncic to suck, but him and Doncic working out together and being actually a good team, getting playing your roles. Basically, just be the big man, Porzingis. Don't be too scared to get down there and average like the 25 and 12 that you can. That would be most improved. But it, someone did mention it in the pot in the uh, the chat. It's going to be MPJ for me. Mm -hmm. I think he's very, very, very scary player from the Denver Nuggets. And he's a guy that I was glad he couldn't make anything. And he was hurt, whatever was going on. Thank you for not making one wide open shot in the playoffs against the Suns and letting us sweep you. The the Suns made him work too hard on defense, so it took him out of his offensive game. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think something was up with him, dude. I think something he he's a better player than that, and it's just weird because he's never really proven it. But it seems like a guy that I just won't stop thinking, kind of like a Julius Randle. You know, he came out and you just never stop thinking this guy is going to be one of the stars on the teams. And I think that's going to be that's this guy eventually, most most improved. That will be like the first step for him. Yeah, well, and, the opportunity is going to be there, right? I mean, yeah. without Jamal Murray, he's going to have all the opportunity that he didn't have at the first half of the season. So that's why it's the best odds on on DraftKings, and I don't I don't fault you for that pick. It's a great pick as well. Yeah, and when you go with the Suns, it's the guy that's going to start on the bench and be your power forward. It's going to be Cam Johnson. He's going to be the most improved. I think it's the easiest pick for the Suns because I think the improvements by DA and Mikhail will be really – it'll be like – it'll be smaller than what you see from cam johnson just because he's so excited and he'll get more he's so excited yeah, that's a good analyst <laughs> he's he's a guy that's gonna get more minutes and be excited about those minutes and use it to his advantage so that's what you're gonna get from him and i think you're gonna see a lot of improvement that's gonna overshadow a lot of what the other younger guys even though those guys are gonna be playing they're gonna be balling out too so cam johnson's the guy that's gonna go from the bench and be our starting power forward in the finals again you really think it's gonna go all that way huh I do think so. If not, then I'll hang myself. We're gonna. We're gonna. Wow. Okay. One eight hundred suicide prevention for this guy. Jeez. The Matthews Dad Sixth Man of the Year Award. And on that last three, he looked around. He was gonna be like the new Devin Booker and find somebody. He like, man, fuck this. <laughs> I love my dad. <laughs> Uh, I still think he said, man, fuck this. I know he's, no, no, it's bump this. No, I'm pretty sure he said, man, fuck this. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. All right, so uh, six man (laughs) of the the year award. Who are you giving it for on the Suns, and who gets it in the NBA? I'm going to go with Shamit, and that's probably going to be your answer. I don't want to spoil it, but he's going to be the guy just because Cam Johnson is going to switch over to being a starter for the Suns eventually, so you can't win it in the long run. No matter what Clay does in that certain amount of time, when he comes back to win our award for most improved or the skeleton key guy, mm-hmm. this is different. I think Cam Johnson will eventually be a starter. So it's going to be Shaman. I just think that signing that new contract, uh, just being here already looking like he has a chemistry with the team. He's doing a lot of the shooting, a lot of the ball handling. He He's a great teammate on the court. He knows where to be on the court. So He's going to do so much out there that you're always going to notice him that he is obviously going to be the six-man award. And I wish Sarich, bless his soul, can just come back and win this for us, but not this year. Maybe next year. Not this year. Not this year. What about the the NBA? The NBA, I'm going to go with Halliburton from the the Kings. I think that, you know, it's a guard-heavy rotation, right? Guard-heavy starters bench. Halliburton's going to be the one that sticks out. Maybe he ends up being a starter. Who knows? But he's a guy that obviously stuck out last year, stood out last year, and he's – somebody that was almost going to be like a rookie of the year candidate, the way he was playing at certain sports of the year. Now you're going to see him a full season with the Kings, a team that might not be very, very good. And he might end up just coming off the bench the whole year, but he's going to be the one guy that's always going to be in the highlight reel. The one guy that pops up on the bleacher report, you know, look what he did in this situation. Look at this pass. Look at this three. He's going to be that guy for the Kings this year. Well, I agree with you on Landry Shamit. I don't agree with you on Halliburton. I think Halliburton will end up starting more than he is uh, okay. coming off the bench this year. I think that they have uh, Davian Mitchell, whatever whatever, whatever Donovan yeah. Mitchell's brother's name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll be the guy who's going to be coming off the bench and providing that firepower. Uh, so we both agree on Landry Shamit for the sixth man a year uh, for the Phoenix Suns, uh, the Matthews Dad Award. Uh, and it's called the Matthews Dad Award because Andy Johnson is uh, Matthews 
wish he had it. That was he's his my guy. He was no, he's my step pepper. He, so he's he's yeah. I have a pep pep, a real dad, and then um, your step pep. He's my step pepper. Yeah, there you go. And uh, and he is obviously one of the best six men of all time. Uh, my my pick for six man of the year, Matthew's dad award in the NBA, Patty Mills. I really think Patty Mills is going to find, you know, he's playing for the Brooklyn Nets now. Yeah. They're a team that is obviously going to be explosive. They're going to win a lot of games with or without Kyrie. Like Kyrie doesn't even need to be there. And that team has Kevin Durant and James Harden. Like, so who cares? And then if you have Patty Mills coming in off the bench, I mean, all he's going to do is have opportunity to, uh, you know, score points in, in the heart of, you know, the media's, I, I mean, they're just the, the people are going to love him. He's going to get a lot of talk about it. So that that's my pick this year. Lock it in, lock it in. It's locked in, baby. All right, good. I man. like it too. I almost picked him. I almost picked him. Like that Jeez. situation for him. Yeah, it's a perfect situation for Patty Mills. And yeah. I really think that you know we'll see that team win so many games that they're just going to be handing out the hardware at the end of the mm-hmm. year, like we're doing right now. The Bob Gunton Defensive Player of the Year Award. Put your trust in the Lord. Your ass belongs to me. So Bob Gunton, yes, he played the warden in Shawshank Redemption. So therefore, Defensive Player of the Year. I'll leave this I'll lead this off. Uh, NBA, I'm going to give this to Drew Holiday. I'm going to go with a guard on this one. Okay, it's probably going to end up being like Anthony Davis if he stays healthy. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Rudy Gobert, which would be the most boring thing ever. Uh, but I'm going to give it to Drew. I think that there's going to be you know, a lot of narratives around the fact that he is somebody who was an integral part in that team winning an NBA championship. We know that a lot of these awards are provided to players based on the stories and the narratives. There'll be a lot of, hey, you know, the guy won a championship. He can't even get respect when it comes to defense. So let's give him mm-hmm. the award. Uh, for the Suns, I'm going to give it to DA. You know, I mean, Mikhail Bridges, we love him. I think that, you know, obviously we named this award kind of after him because Bob Gunton played the warden in Shawshank mm-hmm. Redemption. But Mikhail Bridges is an easy pick, and I, I want DA to go get it. And I think that now that he didn't get his extension, he's really going to be locked in and focused. And, you know, he is and has been a defensive anchor who just doesn't get enough credit for what he does. All we do is see him improve in that capacity. I'm giving him the hardware. What about you, Matthew? Well, for the Suns, I'm going McKell because it is easy and it's going to happen. I think there's just steps that he's going to take this year that are just going to outshine a lot of these players on defense. I think Cameron Johnson will also be a guy that stands up too. He's not going to be the best defensive player, but you're going to be like, wow, this guy can actually hang with a lot of these guards, a lot of these bigs under the basket. He can do a lot on the defensive end. It's going to be McKell and honestly, DA, I think this year too, I think he will probably focus more on the offense and he should. He's a defensive anchor, and I think a lot of people do give him credit. Like, I feel like he's just a defensive player right now when people do talk about him, right? When you look at his box score, it's like 14 and 11. So all you hear about is his defense. So I'm going to go with just Mikhail. And it is boring. I, I hated to do it, but he just I, I'm excited to see him play defense. And the one reason is because I love when he plays against Luka, and he locks him down, and that is the best matchup in the NBA right now when you're talking about just a defensive yes. player going against an offensive player. That's it right there. That's something to look forward to three times a year at least. Uh, for the NBA, I'm going to be boring to say Gobert. I, I last year I said Ben Simmons, and it was it was closer than I thought it would be. He was actually at, he was there kind of towards the end, but he kind of fell off. And then Gobert always ends up taking it because you look at his percentage, defensive percentage, it just always outshines everything else everyone else is doing. So 
he's a guy that's going to win it again. And it, it's fine if that's what you have to do to keep him happy, I guess. Just give him defensive player of the year. Go ahead. Who cares? Do you know what his Boy, odds are team? on DraftKings? Is it's like plus three eighty for him to win defensive is player it? of the year? Like it's it's nothing. It's like yeah. one of the easiest ones because uh, they give it to him. Because from an analytic standpoint, like yeah, he's the guy who mm-hmm. defensively looks great until you have to get him into a seven game series and you can just exploit, you know, who he is and what he offers. You know, on a game to game, you know, schedule. Yeah, he's great, but in a series, it just doesn't make sense. So you know, yeah. it's it's not sexy. Neither of your picks were sexy, but they're probably going to be right. So when we come here at the at the end yeah. of the year, you, you'll probably be right. Okay, we'll give you that. <laughs> The surprise the fuck out of you award. Here's Johnny for the guy who surprised the fuck out of you. All right, surprise the fuck out of you award. Uh, Matthew, I'll let you go first on this so one. Funny, man. Okay, NBA. I'm gonna go a guy that fell off the NBA hardwood. He was not to be seen. His team actually fell off too a little bit. And then Miami, he it's going to be Tyler Hero. I think we kind of got this guy oh, last year for a few awards. I like that. A guy, you know, if you're a TMZ fan, he's there. He's there almost every night. If you watch a show late at night at 12.01 a.m., you're going to see him on UPN 45. You're going to see him doing stuff and hanging out, having a good time. But I think his focus is really being the guy again. And I think what we saw in year one, I don't think it was a fluke. I think there's something there with him. And, to be the guy to come out and surprise us again, because I feel like a lot of us forgot about him, unless you're a big reality show fan, he's going to surprise us, dude. For the Suns, it's difficult, because I think we know what to expect a lot. But I'm going to go DeAndre Ayton, just because of what okay. is happening with his contract. It changed my answer today. Last minute, I'm like, DeAndre Ayton, the one thing, if he were to come out and just, his averages go up, he's a better teammate, he knows what the hell to do on the court, his defense remains the same. That's going to be very surprising to me because mentally it's very, very tough to get over whatever's going on with him right now. It is very, very hard. Yeah. And if he were to get over that and just play and perform like he can, he's going to surprise a freak out of me. So those are my two choices. <laughs> well, thank you for not cussing on the podcast. I know mm-hmm. that uh, all the children listening appreciate my that. My real dad's watching. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ben Simmons is getting a lot of love in the chat. And obviously that okay. is a, a solid pick because if Ben Simmons – does anything of of note this year uh they'll probably surprise the fuck out of you so uh, yeah. for the suns i'll go with cam johnson and you know I'll come to this conclu- i've came, i came to this conclusion on this narrative i know that a lot of suns fans are super high on cam johnson i know you obviously you are i mean that's that's your guy you've planted your flag on cam johnson you know we got to get you a jersey so if you happen to be watching the podcast you can donate in the super chat and will help. That'll help buy Matthew a Cam Johnson jersey for this season. Uh, while you're here, you might as well hit the thumbs up button, subscribe, and all that fun stuff as well. Uh, but you know, f- for me, like I don't expect a, a, this massive jump that everybody's talking about. Because you got to remember, like this guy is older than Devin Booker, okay, and he's somebody who played college for four years. Uh, you know, he transferred from Pitt to UNC, and he's a damn solid player. And we are going to see improvements along the way with him but I don't think it's going to be something that is necessarily going to be very drastic and noticeable relative to numbers or even consistent performances, but he does have the ability to do it. And I think that he can surprise the fuck out of me if he actually comes through on all those expectations that we've put on him. Cause we've put too much expectations going on him. You know, it's been, I think, correct me if I'm wrong and I, I doubt, you know, this number, but also, you know, from the, 
last game, game six of the NBA Finals, to the first game here on Wednesday night, it's like 74 days, I think, 75 days in between those two games. That's not a huge amount of time. So I don't know how mm-hmm. much Cam Johnson could really have added to his game in that short amount of time. So if he does deliver on all of our expectations, it's going to surprise the fuck out of me. Uh, as for the NBA, I'm going to go with uh, Cade Cunningham. Like, I hope this guy surprises the fuck out. Number one overall draft pick. He's playing yeah, for the yeah. shitty Detroit Pistons. But again, you know, when I talk about like league pass teams, even though I, I don't have league pass, uh, he's somebody I'm going to be really interested to see. And I hope he surprises the fuck out of me. I think that he has a really fantastic uh, ability to score and to lead. I want to see if that actually translates to the NBA. Thoughts good on anything pick. I said, especially about no, the boy. I forgot about the rookies coming into this year. So uh, <laughs> good pick, man, because it is one guy where you're just like, you're hoping to lift that franchise off the ground. And that'd be very, very nice if you can do that. Yeah. And it'll be interesting again to see if he can actually deliver that. And it's, he's a rookie. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you don't have to, you don't have to expect not all at once. Yeah. No, not all at once. The Uncle Jesse Katsopoulos Award for the guy with the best hair. Have mercy. All right. Have mercy. Uncle Jesse Award for the guy with the best hair. Uh, This is generally one that, uh, you know, I automatically grandfather in Jared Allen. Uh, I love I love the fro. I'm going to go with Gordon Hayward's hairdo. It's called a disconnected pompadour. I learned that today. He's got a nice waft going on on top of his head over there in Charlotte. Uh, and as for the Suns, JaVale McGee. I love JaVale McGee's hair. Uh, looks really stupid on Anthony Davis, but it looks really great on JaVale McGee. Matthew? Yeah. Uh, well, with the Suns, <laughs> I'm going to go Cameron Johnson, um, but also Devin Booker, close second, just because Booker did shave his head. Yeah. I think he's getting it back up again, but I think he's going to keep it the same. I don't think he liked it how low he got it. I don't think a lot of people did. But Cam Johnson, I think, he just has the most unique hair on the team. He could do a lot with it. Uh, NBA wise, look at this guy. Oh, oh uh, Zion. Zion, at, a guy. Look at you with the might... video drops behind you on the background. Yeah. Matthew going the worst pro. part is just my my big melon in the way. So Zion Williamson is going to be the guy who's going to be on the bench play a lot this year. And I, I don't want to say it or I don't want to jinx it, but it might just be a guy who's like gets bored, does the Jason Kidd thing, sits there on the bench, starts bleaching his hair and doing other random things to it. The Z is cool. It's his, yes. it's his signature thing, so it might stick, but he might add to it. And he might change it every other game. So look out for that. That's pretty exciting stuff from Zion. Blaze Megatron, LeBron James's hair plugs. <laughs> that's always, I feel like that's the easiest one, right? He yeah. Well, no, no one has said Alex Caruso yet. So uh, he shaved as, his head, though. As for, did he? Yeah, it's shaved. Oh, I didn't see it. He's I bald now. It he looks good. But, but I will see it. Uh, Zion, I'll be bringing him up later. I have one little segment at the end where I want to ask you about okay. the NBA season, and that was one of my questions. So uh, well, we'll get to that momentarily. I want you to go in that bag and find my wallet. Which one is it? It's the one that says bad motherfucker. The Jules Winfield Bad Motherfucker Award for the guy you'd like most to have with you to fight in a back alley. All right, who, Matthew, would you like to have with you to fight in a back alley, not only on the Suns, but in the NBA? So Suns going to be JaVale McGee, you know, a Capricorn at heart, someone that's very sensitive probably, but when it comes to friendships and protecting somebody, he'll go all out. He'll leave it on the line, all right? That's very underlooked when you're looking at a Capricorn. In the NBA, I'm going to go Caruso, and it's funny because I did have another answer, <laughs> but we brought up Caruso, and I'm like, dude, 
that guy at the dunk the other night he had driving the lane, that guy, I think he could mess somebody up. I really think he could. He can be a guy because you have to. He's like as tall as me. At least he's like six five. I'm six, almost six four. He's at least six five. You know, he on the court he looks smaller and you know doesn't look like a normal average NBA player. But he's a guy I think that can really mess somebody up. Who you uh, got? Coda, John? Coda, Coda kid in the chat. I hate that movie. Referencing Pulp Fiction. Really? Pulp Fiction. Ouch, Coda. I love you, man. That is weird. a damn good movie. I mean, I'm a big. I love anything Tarantino does, though. But uh, uh, Daniel Thompson says, he, says James Johnson. Uh, that was my pick for last year because yes. the guy's like a fucking MMA fighter, so mm-hmm. he's terrifying. But I went a different route this year. Uh, in the NBA, I actually went with Stephen Adams. He's a crazy big Aussie, and we have a lot yeah. of Australian. Uh, listeners here, or he's actually a New Zealander. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's a Kiwi. Um, but he terrifies me. Like that guy, mm-hmm. if you came in a back alley, he would uh he'd be terrifying, you know, and then he'd have the accent on top of it all. So when you're getting your ass beat, like he'd let you know and you, you know, just he'd be, be a dropping. sexy, sexy ass beating, right? Yeah. With the <laughs> sexy ass beating. Uh Ted Nibble or Ted Lubin in the chat, Pat Bev. Yeah, right. The most one of the most fake I feel like uh, he would run. Yeah, he's one of the fake tough guys. Uh, for our team, um, I'll say Booker. Booker's a silent killer. He's like the guy who, like, you walk by him in a back alley and kind of gives you a look, and you're like, "Dude, that guy kind of." And then all of a sudden, you have like a knife in your side, you know, just like oh. ninja, ninja killer style. Wow. You that know, like huh? cold, cold studded, cold blooded killer, man. So, you oh. know, <laughs> Blaze Megatron, we just took back your citizenship. Uh, Blaze is from Australia, and he was saying that we are complimentary Aussies huh. because of all the references. I corrected myself. Okay, I was like, oops, my he bad. He's a Kiwi. Uh, yeah, I, I, was quick, I was quick to it. So Aaron Baines is getting some love in the chat, you know, obviously. That's so, good. Um, yeah, Booker backed up Ulysses in the elevator, if you remember that video from a long time ago. So, yeah, I don't know. I just... All right. scary. Uh, he scared. could. I mean, he used to want to fight everybody after every game when the Suns suck. Exactly. Exactly. And Jay Crowder another one. Now. Everybody's going to love yeah. to Jay Crowder. We gave it to him last yep. year. And yeah, he's somebody who it's like, you know, he's got your back. So, all right. Next award. Second to last one. The beer crack. <laughs> Favorite player award. Ah, yes. For those of you who were listening, all you heard was a bunch of cracks. For you watching, it was a bunch of video of Matthew and I cracking beers over the years. Oh, cracks. Yep. All right. (laughs) Uh, Favorite player award. Okay. So for the Phoenix Suns, uh, it's it's Devin Booker. Like, he has my heart now. Uh, But Shamit has me hot and bothered. So he's becoming a close second. I'm really hoping it translates this year. He could be my favorite player of this year. Uh, for the NBA, it hasn't changed. It's Kevin Durant. I yep. love Kevin Durant. Uh, I just, I think he's just fantastic. In you know, I, there's nothing else to say. Kevin Durant's badass. Matthew, who do you have? It's Booker. He's an all-time. He's gonna be the all-time best son of all time. We said that before. All-time, all-timer, and he's gonna be a guy this year that will improve, and he's gonna be somebody that can't. How can you do any more, really, with that team? Like, just being in the group together all the time. And just going to the Mercury game, stuff like that, you don't see that unless it's forced. And this guy is just, you know how chill he is. He gets along with everybody. He, like, he, I am so envious of this guy and his personality. You know, if I just had an ounce of it, maybe someone would invite me on a podcast. And I, for the, for the, I I agree with you with Kevin Durant, with the NBA. I think I, but Embiid's another guy too, that I just want to win the MVP. And I want him to be that guy this year to have a chance to win it. And I'm not going to lie, Paul George, I'm kind of 
really? postseason. After last postseason, I think, yeah, he's kind of a fake tough guy, but I kind of enjoyed watching him play, and it sucked against the Suns, but I just like how he got his stuff back, and it sucks with that he's with the Clippers, but he's a guy that I've always wanted him to be kind of the superstar guy, and I think he kind of got it back, but overall, I'm going Kevin Durant. This is his year where he takes over the LeBron James thing where he is the best player, and hopefully he can stay healthy the whole year and just prove that. I mentioned this over the uh, the summer when we were doing our podcast and we were watching Team USA, and Kevin Durant obviously was on Team USA along with Devin Booker, and it was just so much fun to watch Kevin Durant to truly have an interest in how his productivity makes you feel when it comes to winning a game. Like I've always watched him from afar and respected him from afar. I wasn't a huge fan of him going to Golden State. I feel like he could have gone somewhere else and done his own thing and still been successful. But you know, that being said, I enjoy, I've always enjoyed watching this guy play all the way back to Texas. Like I remember the Greg Oden, Kevin Durant mm-hmm. conversations. Me and my buddies used to have them, and I'm like, dude, Kevin Durant all day and twice on Sunday. And you know, you're right. I think this is the year that he really goes off. I think the whole Kyrie thing is it's a moot point because Kevin Durant is that goddamn good. Uh, but I. You know, Scott Lacey says it. I hate and love KD. It's KD. I get it. Uh, but I absolutely love watching him play. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. One last award to dish out here. It's it's the big one. The Big Dick Book Award. The Big Dick <laughs> Book Award. The BDB, if you will. It's uh, It's for the team... League MVP. Who will be the MVP for the Suns? Who will be the MVP in the league? Matthew, you have the floor. I'll go first. All right. Uh, it's going to be Devin Booker again. Simple as that. Just for the Suns. He's going to be the leader. And we talked about last podcast where eventually he will take over the leader, pres- the role. They were talking about on the PHNX today, like you only have a certain amount of time until Chris Paul leaves. But I think everything Chris Paul is doing right now is really grooming Booker to be kind of like that guy. Not like a Chris Paul exactly, but to have the same kind of stature to where he can be like a point guard in a way, but just be that leader that you know we need after Chris Paul leaves. Um, so yes. this year, I think he's going to improve that way. But he he's a guy like I just we fell for him in the playoffs even more. And it's insane. Like how much he rose to the occasion and you just can't overlook that. You just can count on this guy day in and day out. Yeah. He's going to have a few, few bad games, but who cares? Who doesn't? I know league wide. This is actually going to be a shocker. You ready? It's going to be this guy. John John, John is going to be the league MVP this year. Lock it in. The reason being, I like the Memphis team. All right. We always hate them. They're annoying. The last year, last two years, they were like a below 500 barely. I think they have a good squad. If JJJ can stay healthy, I think JJJ is actually really, really good. He'll be good enough to be that supporting cast. Dylan Devin, Dylan Brooks is the guy that we all hate, but he is Dylan a Brooks man. I know, but he's a fantastic player. They have a decent roster. I just think John Morant will ball out so good this year. We always want to go a different way, all right? If Embiid can stay healthy, maybe he wins it, but I doubt he will. I just that's the way he is. He's gonna get hurt. He's gonna miss some time. Jokic probably won't win it again, even if he has the same kind of year. Chris yeah. Paul, I mean, there's just players out there you just don't want to name as MVP. And I hope Chris Paul can win it. That'd be nice. But I think John Morant has an opportunity here. I think it's only his third year. But what you can do in the West is you can scoot through or skate through a lot of these teams that are just taking nights off. And he's going to play out of his mind. He's like a mini, he's a younger West, Westbrook, but better, better facilitator. He's just going to be a guy that, 
I think he's going to lead his team to at least 50, 55 wins this year. And he's going to be a candidate and he might win it. I know it's crazy. That's just what I've no, been it's thinking. Crazy. I and, all the and, and, and that's the fun part about doing this pod, you know, is, uh, is coming up with some asinine predictions. And that's definitely an asinine one. If you're on DraftKings, go ahead and put some money on that one. Put 10 bucks. Yeah. Uh, Jaw has 0% to win the MVP. I love you, Matthew. But oftentimes you make no sense. It's from oftentimes us, all the time. <laughs> so, from Sarge Astic re, uh, remarks in the YouTube chat. Right. Um, I, I get what you're saying. I don't think that they'll be successful as a team uh, enough for him to garner any buzz around MVP. And I also think that he sucks in the latter part of a fourth quarter. Uh, he just doesn't have the consistency. Oh, there. You, but you I, can improve. You can improve. You're not the this same. This is true. Your whole this career. is true. Yeah. This is true. So unless you're again. a VA. Just kidding. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> he got, he got better in the last fourth quarter. I'm joking. Uh, yes, Devin Booker is the Big Dig Booker Award winner for the Phoenix mm-hmm. Suns. He is the best member of this team. It's a no-brainer. It's great to see him get national recognition. It's great to see him in the NBA 75 commercial. He's the one who gets to nod to Kobe. He has the reputation now. He has respect on his name. Um, so yeah, that, that's an easy one. I really wanted to go Durant here as well, but I feel like I just, uh, gave Durant a lot of love. So I'm going to go a different way as well. I don't have a cool background like Matthew has, so I can't put it up behind me. Um, but I'm going to go with Trey young. I think that Trey young, the Atlanta Hawks, they have the capacity to really excel in the Eastern conference. If there is any stumble for the Bucks or the Nets and they can get up there and get into a two seed, which I really think the Hawks can, I think they're a complete team. Uh, it's funny because if you go back and you watch our what Western Conference Finals postgame podcast, you know, when I mm-hmm. talked about the, the Eastern Conference and who I wanted to play, I did not want to play the Hawks because I thought that, you know, they posed a lot of problems. Little did I know we would lose to the Bucks, but if all that happens, if the Atlanta Hawks end up being a number two seed and Trey Young has a really solid year, he could get an MVP because he's going to put up the points. He's going to put up the metrics necessary to win an MVP. Uh, it all comes down to his team's overall performance. So, uh, and as Blaze says, you know, the league loves Trey, which is another part of the narrative. Mm-hmm. It's like, who does the league love? Who's their poster boys? It's like Luca and Trey. They love them to death. So, um, I like it. Thank you. Thank that you was my much. other pick too. I was thinking about him, so I'm glad you picked him. All right, final predictions for the season before we wrap up the Suns Jam Session podcast. I have some questions I want to ask you, Matthew. Um, first one, how many times will we reference the Aiden contract this season? Uh, over 100 times at least, right? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> We're at least, at least over 100 of them. So, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, completely agree. Real quick, Brian in the chat, he says, Dame time over Trey. Yeah, that might be true from a yeah. statistical standpoint, a talent standpoint, but not from a narrative standpoint. Um, will the Suns have any all NBA players? Oh man. You know what? I don't first team, first team, first second team. team or third team call, call oh, your yeah, shot yeah. now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think Booker, at least get, Booker at least get a second team this year. I think he will. And I think he's going to wow. be an MVP candidate. He'll, he'll be there just because statistics will rise. Um, CP threes will digress his stats. So I think he'll be there, but he'll be at least be a second team um, for the rest of them. I don't know. Maybe Chris Paul can sneak into third team this year. That's all I can see happening. What do you think? I I think Booker can get a third team. Um, okay. That's about that. That's about it. I, if he gets a second team, like that's fantastic. I just I think that the way that this team is constructed is it's and I've said this before. They're they're a team in every sense of the word. So 
you're not going to have anybody who really has those Trey Young-esque type of statistics because yeah. everybody's contributing, and that's what makes them so hard to beat, and that's why they'll be successful, is when you have one guy who's carrying the team. You know, this isn't Jordan in the 90s where he could carry the team with 32 points a night and they'd win 87 to 85. You know, this is – you have to score 120 points and you don't want it all coming from Devin Booker. So uh, I, I think he'll get a third team – Nod. What about all defensive team? Do you think any Suns will make the all defensive Mikhail Bridges. Team? Bridges and DA have a real opportunity. It's just up to D- DA's mindset this this season. They he, they can both be on there. I think you're absolutely correct, and I say both will be both will make it. Uh, both will be second teamers, though. I think that okay. again, the Suns That's are going to be successful this year, and I think that because of their performances last year, because of the exposure they've received, because of the narratives that go around that. Uh, they will get some of those votes this year. Obviously, you have to see digression from other players, but I think that will occur. What about all stars? How many all stars do we have? It's going to be one. I think it's and just it going to be Booker this year. I think it's just Devin Booker. No CP3? Yeah. I don't know. You know what? He might surprise the freak out of me, dude, and we'll actually go back to the all star game again. And it would, he would be the only other guy, I think. But I'm definitely, uh, I'm Booker just better be at least a, a bench player. But if he's a bench player, then he's not going to be an all NBA second team player. So he has to be a starter. I, I yeah. Booker, Booker will make the all star game again. I don't know if CP3 mm-hmm. will just because you have, you know, like you said, Clay Thompson's healthy. Uh, although Jamal Murray, did you, no, Jamal Murray's not an all star. Kawhi Leonard's not going to be there. So, I mean, there is an opportunity for players who are out for those spots to be filled yeah. by other players. Uh, but I think it's Devin Booker for sure. And that's it. So I'm calling one as well uh what seed will the Suns be at the end of the season uh number one seed i want to be like uh justin so says yeah i think the suns <laughs> are the number one seed this year and memphis grizzlies will be right below i'm just kidding <laughs> memphis will be like a four seed or something uh i agree i agree no i don't agree with that but i agree with the suns being the number one seed i see i can see memphis as like a seed. i really can i think their ceiling is number seven uh but the suns okay. it's number one seed i really believe that call it now how many three-point attempts will DeAndre Ayton take this season? Uh, 94 of them. Writing that down. 94. Uh, I'm going to say 60, uh, okay. and he'll shoot 20%. All right. <laughs> that's, my, that's my prediction. <laughs> Not even 30%. Wow, nope. 20%. No. Okay. Okay. He, his career average that, is like 19.8, and he shot 20, I think, yeah. in his career. So I'd rather John Grant uh, win MVP. <laughs> we gotta we gotta put these lock oh. these odds in if you will um devin booker does he surpass tom chambers single season record of 27.2 points does that finally happen i don't think so you think it's gonna happen though right nope, that's I don't. your thing no nope. oh you don't okay. i want it to but i don't think like i just yeah. said like in the confines of this offense it doesn't make sense for him to it'd be great if he does and if he dude if devin booker averages 30 points and this team plays the way that they can like disgustingly that's awesome that's yeah. mvp stuff yeah and i just is. don't think and i don't think so so i think okay. that he'll average about 26.5 that's mm. my final answer for that all right all right I, I got two more questions what is your hot take in the nba for this season hot take oh what up next Man, I wish you would ask me this earlier. I would have thought of something really, really cool to say. Well, my, this uh, is where my this is where Zion um, comes in for me. You want to? How about you go in first? Okay, you go first. Okay. I'm gonna think of something. All right, cool. This is where Zion. So obviously, Zion Williamson, former number one pick in the draft, not starting this season. Uh, I believe it's ankle issues to start, something foot or ankle related. Um, I really feel like this is the year in which 
the love affair with Zion fizzles out because he's just not going to stay healthy again. And I, and I think reality is going to finally hit. This is something you and I used to talk about, even in the days before we had the podcast where, you know, even if the Suns had the number one pick, like we were higher on John Morant than we were Zion Williamson because he just didn't look like somebody who could be sustainable in the NBA. And he keeps having these lower leg injuries. And guess what happens when you have lower leg injuries? You can't, you can't lose weight. You can't you do the things necessary to, you know, be athletic enough. You know, you can't go for runs. You can't go for jogs. You can't do calisthenics. You can't do the things to burn the fat that he has. And I think that all that top heavy weight, as explosive and fun as he is to watch, I think that this is the year, as Blaze Megatron says in the chat, one of our elite champsters. He says, Zion Odin. And that's where I'm at with him. He's Greg Odin-esque, where it's like, I just don't know if he can stay healthy. And it sucks because he's a great, great player for the NBA. But my hot take is this is the year that, people realize that he might be a gray Godin. Okay. Thanks for giving me some time on that one. And You're honestly, welcome. I'm going to go. I'm, I was thinking about this before too, but I think I said this last year to where something in Dallas, I was talking about them earlier with Porzingis and they can get mm-hmm. things to work. You know, Porzingis can be improved. We hope that doesn't happen and it might not happen. The way that Doncic plays the game and the way that he wants to win so badly, I think there's just going to be big trades. I think Porzingis is traded I don't think the Mavericks, I know Bill Simmons is very high on them going to the finals. Luka winning the MVP. Just the team around them, they have missing pieces. It's not enough for him to win. That is the big thing is if Luka is not winning, he's not going to be happy. He's going to be the new LeBron to where he yeah. is just trading these guys away to get his own whatever he wants there. Who even knows who can play with Luka right now? I just don't think that goes the right way. I think something happens to where there's just going to be some trades. Um, they're going to be upset. They're going to be the same exact team as the last two years, which is all Luca, 40% holding the ball all the time. So it's just going to be bad in Dallas this year. That's my prediction. I like that. And I think you're hundred percent correct. They didn't do enough in the off season to really at all. Uh, surprise me or, or to, you know, make a splash in the water. Uh, despite what Bill Simmons wants, that team yeah. is going to be the same team as last year, except there's going to be more tension uh, with them. So uh, let's see what will be the sun's final record. Put in the chat. If you're here, uh, we'll read it out. Uh, Matthew, what do you got the sun's going this year? I got a uh, zone actually asked me last night. Um, he, I said, uh, 56 and 26. That's what I said. Okay. Let me write that down. Um, that is exactly what I told Zona as well. Did you really? <laughs> yes. Yes. 56 and 26. So that is the stance of the Suns okay. Jam Session podcast. We're a 56 and 26 uh, podcast, apparently. Daniel Thompson says 60 and 22. I like that. Um, 74 and 8 from Fabio. 59 wins from Los Suns. 58 and 24 from Blaze. 60 and 22 from Scott Lacey. Um, so I think that, you know, both of us are saying, we're going to be the number one seed, but we're only going to win 56 games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's definitely plausible. I mean, in the West, it's in it's the West. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. For sure. I mean, any team on any night could beat you. Uh, Ted in the chat, 16 and 0 in the playoffs. Wouldn't that be fantastic? No team has done that. Uh, 62 and 20 from Sarch Astic uh, remarks, 63 wins from big Derek. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, the best thing about this is as you look in the chat and as people are giving us their predictions, you know, these are long gone are the days of 22, you know, 30 if we're lucky, you know. So we obviously have high, high expectations. Uh, both you and I came in lower than any one of the Jamsters watching along live. Everyone thinks that we're going to do more. Uh, so 
56 and 26 is our final stance. Lastly, before we get out of here, uh, I don't know if you remember this, Matthew, but in 45 minutes, we're going to be drafting for the Suns Jam Session at Listener League. Let's see. Tonight? Uh, tonight, 9 o'clock. Mother F. Yeah, you are the 10th overall pick out of All 12 right, teams. Wait. I have the third pick. Oh, my Lanta. Who am I going to take at number three? I'll tell you who it's not going to be. Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. I'll take him. There you go. Yeah, he, it looks like uh, yeah he, he's currently like the 10th best guy in the league so. oh, okay um all right anything man. else awesome. any other questions comments concerns thoughts ideas no we, we get out of here we went through a lot tonight i'm just excited because next time we see you guys it's gonna be at the end of the sun's first one of the season so yes let's go baby wednesday night is when we're going to be coming to you live once again um thank you to everybody who decided to join us for the jammies today we really appreciate it if you're mm-hmm. listening please leave us a five-star review on apple podcast and actually write a review we'll read it right here on the pod if you're watching again hit that thumbs up button thank you for hanging out with us uh this is it let's go sons baby so uh if you don't have anything else matthew go home and love your family all right take care everybody we'll see you on wednesday night <laughs> <laughs>